Coming up in this episode of Abundantly Charged, what is this thing called curiosity? Stay tuned. Welcome to our second season of Abundantly Charged. We're your hosts, Dr. Grant Chandler, CEO of Students Matter, and Jill Lewis, CEO of Brilliance and Beyond. As we begin to think about life on the other side of a global pandemic, we realize that everything in life is forever changed. We are all in the midst of creating new routines in all aspects of our lives, from how we shop to how we socialize to how we travel and spend our free time. We are contemplating new ways to think about how we integrate work and home and even how we educate our children. We've learned our children cannot and should not be measured on high stakes tests alone. There are multiple ways to connect with our students and we need to move away from a one size fits all approach to teaching and learning. We need to engage our students in pedagogy and experiences that respect each student's human desire to learn. And that the cultivation of curiosity and wonder in our curriculum and in our instruction invites each of our students to experience profound relevance and connection to the people and the world around them. Join us as we explore how to cultivate wonder and curiosity in abundantly charged classrooms. Hello and welcome to Abundantly Charged. I'm Dr. Grant Chandler. And I'm Jill Lewis. And together, Grant and I are very excited to welcome you to the second season of this podcast. Last week, we talked about how important it is to facilitate investigation. We highlighted the difference between telling and teaching, and we stressed how important it is that our students ask the questions and do the investigative work rather than simply responding to our line of questioning. In today's episode, we want to talk about this particular concept of curiosity in great depth. Curiosity is a noun allows us to focus on the thing that makes us wonder, the thing that interests us, the thing that makes us want more. Jill and I define curiosity as a noun, a strong desire to explore something that is interesting, challenging, and relevant to your life. Oftentimes, we toss out this word called curiosity without realizing the depth of the word and the type of curiosity being used. And I found this interesting. We we really can look at curiosity as there are different types and different kinds that evoke the strong emotions, those strong desires that leave us wanting more. So those more, that more knowledge, the deeper understandings, more challenges, and even more connections within our lives. And isn't that Jill, what we want our students to, to experience in classrooms. It's really interesting what you if you ask kids what they remember, you know, as adults, you ask them what they remember most about their time in school. And most cases, they never talk about their classes themselves. And I wonder myself if that's because we haven't cultivated curiosity for them. We haven't given them an opportunity to, to be investigators. And so it's not something remarkable that they remember. 
Hmm. You know, and I, I find that oftentimes they remember the teacher, right? It's that relationship or it's that teacher that they remember. Yet when we think about the kinds of things that we could be doing, that is not just about how wonderful a teacher was, but how amazing the knowledge grew, how deeper they understood the world. Absolutely. And I think that's, you know, I, as a teacher, I certainly, I want to be, I want them to remember the experience that, that, you know, that they had with me in our relationship. And I want that to have meant something to them, but I also hope that they will see that what we did together for 180 days or longer Mm -hmm. mattered, was important, was something that they uh, found to be important. And I think that they are actually using what we taught them. Yeah. Yeah. That we are moving, you know, helping them prepare for, you know, this fantastic life ahead of them. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. So I know that when we were, when we were preparing for this particular episode of the podcast, we were looking at lots of research and one, one article in particular was the research of Todd Kasdan and his team. And he identified five dimensions of curiosity. And Jill and I talked a lot about um, that research and we've kind of uh, adapted um, our thinking um, using that research from Todd Kasdan and his team, but kind of renaming some of the things and making it really much uh, clearer for our purpose, which is our definition of curiosity and cultivating that in the classroom. And so when you think about curiosity, it's that desire. And and there are five, uh, again, adapted from their work. We've identified five different ways of being curious, uh, fun, you know, curiosity that's fun, curiosity that's problem solving, that embraces the mystery of the unknown, curiosity about people. And then there's this element where curiosity can be a bit of a thrill too. And we're, we're going to talk about all of those uh, now. Jill, do you want to kick us off with fun? Yes. This is one of my favorites because fun is just, you have to have fun, right? You just have to have fun, but why are things the way they are? That's really looking at answering that question of why are they are, or why are they the way they are, but how do we do that? How do we see that? And what does that speak to us? How do math numbers work together? Why do some animals become extinct? Why do some people think the Mona Lisa is a man? All of these things here really go back to relating to what the person finds as fun. So we think about an individual who loves to do math and looks at those numbers, that becomes fun for them. And that's their curiosity. So when we think about one of the dimensions of curiosity, it is going to be fun, but it's going to be individualized fun. The second one is this idea of curiosity as a, as a problem solver, right? As somebody who really loves to think about why some things are the way they are and how to fix them. You know, you think about, you know, we could do experiments around, you know, um, electrical systems and you, you change a, you change a light bulb and still the light doesn't work. So what does that mean? And how do we solve that problem? And there are, there are 
kids who really love problem solving, that is that element of curiosity that says, hey, what might be an underlying cause other than the light bulb itself that might be causing the issue? And that that dimension of curiosity is really exciting to, to some people when they become problem solvers. Right. The third one is embracing the mystery of the unknown. Oh, this just speaks to my heart. I love mystery. I love thinking deeply about what is going on um, around that unknown aspect of thinking. Why do we struggle with equity in this country? You know, that that really is truly a mystery um, of why we are still doing that. And why are we so divisive as a people? And we constantly are thinking about why does it seem that hate prevails over caring about each other as humans? This is really um, deep, deep-seated thinking. Um, but not only that thinking, but what can we do to help the struggle? So it's not a struggle. And so it's really embracing the mystery of the unknown in order to move forward. And that's where that curiosity comes in. We have to be very curious about why we think the way we do, why people think the way they do in this manner. And that is what's going to lead us to some of those answers that we definitely need to get to. Absolutely. You know, and then the fourth dimension is a very social level of curiosity. It is the desire to know more about people, about what they like, what they dislike, what their favorite foods are, what their hobbies are. And of course, this dimension of curiosity is tied very tightly to um, social emotional wellness in the area of, it could be in many areas, relationship building for sure, social awareness for another. And you can see how social and emotional wellness ties into not just this particular dimension of curiosity, but others as well. Mm -hmm. And then we get into the fifth one, which is the thrill, Uh, taking different types of risks. Now, Some of these risks um, give you an emotional high, which can lead to some of our reckless or meaningful behaviors. So I was thinking about an example, which could be possibly public speaking and think about some students in your classroom who would get up and be willing to just speak off the cuff and and do really well, whether it is off the cuff or whether it is even with, with a script in hand. But think about those students who shy away from that, who clam up. That is not necessarily the type of risk that they are wanting to take, but sometimes we have to help them along to go to the water, um, just to the edge of the water before they can dip their toe in it. So it's the thrill being curious about what is going to happen when I can do this um, and what is it going to end up being. And I think when you said back to a lot of cause and effect, to me, curiosity is the cause, right? It's really the cause that's coming through. What is that curiosity? How is that curiosity? What is the cause of that curiosity? And then moving into the effects after you find out why you're so curious. And so when we think about cultivating this noun, this desire, this curiosity, you know, we really need to think about, we can cultivate it um, using any of these five dimensions, right? We, we, can, we can cultivate curiosity in the pursuit of fun as is a way to solve problems as a way to embrace the mystery of the unknown to better know 
our our fellow human beings, right? To better know people and to be connected that way. And of course, there is that uh, that other dimension, which is you know the thrill of of that curiosity and some risk taking as well. In his book, uh, Why What Makes Us Curious, Mario Livio categorizes different types of curiosities that we use throughout our daily living into four subgroups. So think about how we have five overarching dimensions, right? So we have those, but then each one of those can really be built into four different subgroups. And when we think about those different subgroups, what it is, is it gives us just another layer of curiosity and understanding the different ways that you can have curiosity show up within those different dimensions. And the first one is perceptual curiosity. And this is that curiosity we feel when something surprises us or when something doesn't quite agree with what we know or think we know. And what happens is the area of the brain that is activated here is typically associated with conflict or hunger. And I found it fascinating that it was those particular two, when we're thinking about perceptual curiosity, um, what it is then is that conflict or hunger. It, it brings about some different things um, feeling wise. And, but hunger once again is, is one of those um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs at the very basic base of the the triangle there of, of what people need. And so to be able to have that curiosity, it actually fulfills that very first level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Then the second category is epistemic curiosity or the love of knowledge. So the first perceptual is about surprises. The second is just about the love of knowledge and that, that drive to understand the why and our how questions. And there's a pleasurable state associated with the anticipation of a reward, which is the answer, right? Which is the answer that we seek. It is the knowledge that we seek. Our educational system is rooted in epistemic curiosity or the love of knowledge. And it is associated with that anticipation of the brain, that's where you get a dopamine release, right? Uh, which is really important for helping us to uh, be ready to learn new knowledge. The third subcategory is called diversive curiosity. This is that attraction to novelty. It's what drives us to try new things and explore those new places and it also helps us create different types of experiences. Diversive curiosity is, is really the beginning. And there can be pitfalls when someone shows a high need for diversive curiosity coupled with high tolerance for risks and that it feeds some of those addictive natures unless funneled into productive responses. So when we think about novelty, we always want to make sure that we're looking at what is the healthy kind of novelty that diverse of curiosity will drive us toward. And then the fourth category is, is called specific curiosity. And it's when, you know, it's pretty obvious. It's when you're curious about a very specific topic and very specific information. If you think about the evolution of children's interests, children often begin their schooling fixated on, you know, dinosaurs, cars, bugs, those things. They move into the Pokemon phase and uh, Captain Underpants 
and you know, and on and on as as they develop. And as these same students grow into adults, they form their specific curiosities around a major uh, focus for their occupation. And as we get older, hobbies become a part of that specific curiosity. So to recap, there are, you know, it's a perceptual curiosity around surprises, things that surprise us, epistemic curiosity around this love of knowledge, diversive curiosity, which is that attraction to things that are a novelty, and then a very specific curiosity uh, about topics. And of course, this is where we get hobbies and interests, right? And boy, wouldn't it be nice if uh, some of what we do in our classrooms uh, directly align to some of those things that we have specific interests uh, in. As we think about the different facets of curiosity, we also have to think about how our students respond to how our system has regulated curiosity into one very specific dimension, epistemic curiosity. It is, school is completely organized around simply the pursuit of knowledge, and we forget the other categories. We also forget the other dimensions of curiosity that really uh, is important uh, to, to, uh, to, to learn and to, to drive our learning. There is a need to move toward incorporating those five dimensions and those subcategories uh, into our classrooms. You know, I see um, this anonymous quote where it states, we must seize the moment of excited curiosity for the acquisition of wisdom. And I love here what, what brought out that, that really spoke to me there was the word wisdom. It's not just learning, but it's wisdom and wisdom encompasses way more than just learning and regurgitating information. Wisdom is that application of knowledge, of knowing people, of understanding. There are so many different sides to, to a topic that we can continue learning over the course of years and that our, our knowledge changes with time um, as we learn more and more and more. So it's about cultivating the sense of curiosity in our students. The questions and the curiosity belong directly to them. We guide, but they drive. Curiosity and wonder must permeate every aspect of learning in our classrooms. Today, students' voice, autonomy, and drive must dictate how, why, and what we teach daily. When this happens, students engage and answer the big question, what in the world do I want to explore today? Thank you so much for joining Jill and me today. Until next time, let's remain abundantly charged. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Abundantly Charged. New episodes drop every Tuesday afternoon beginning May 17th and running through June 28th. Jill and I will take a short break and we'll return with season three in August. Join the Abundantly Charged virtual community, which launches July 1st. If you would like subscription information, email us at abundantlycharged at gmail.com. Abundantly Charged is a production of Students Matter, LLC, and Brilliance and Beyond, LLC. Our show's theme music, Something Different, was written and performed by Reve and obtained through soundstripe.com.
Like what you hear? Make sure you never miss an episode. You can subscribe to this podcast on either iTunes or Spotify, and it can also be found on our website at https colon forward slash forward slash abundantly dash charged dot captivate dot fm forward slash episodes. If you like our show, please leave us a review. We would love to hear what you like. Until next time, remember, let's remain abundantly charged.